The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Welcome to the Child Free and Childless Alliance panel. I am Lenora Fay. And I'm Cody Hetzel. And we will be your moderators. Unity is power. With a child-free and childless alliance, we bridge conversations between our communities, recognizing shared experiences and supporting one another. So with that, let's meet our panel of speakers, please. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Hi. All right. We are waiting for one more, but we'll start. So please introduce yourselves to the audience. We'll start with Holly. Hi, I'm Holly Brubaker. Um, I am from St. Louis. I'm 43 years old and I am a TV producer and filmmaker. And I made a short film about my story of um, infertility and the journey into choosing to become child free. Excellent, thank you. Uh, Jody, go ahead. Hi, uh, good morning. My name is Jodie Day. I'm the founder of Gateway Women and uh, it's afternoon here in West Cork in rural Ireland. And um, uh, some have called me the founder of the childless movement. So I'm kind of feeling a little bit sometimes like the elder stateswoman. Um, so, um, and I think the journey from being childless to child free and child free and, and forming an alliance around those around those experiences is actually a really important part of developing our movement and solidarity as we go forward. I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you, Jody and Katie, go ahead. Hi, so I'm Katie Seppi and I'm 41. I live in Savannah, Georgia, and I actually work full time doing um, community building and support for the childless community. All right. And while we wait on the next speaker, we'll go ahead and get started and she can join in when she gets a chance. So if you run a childless community, can you tell us what kind of topics the members talk about or are interested in? Um, Holly, we'll start with you. If that's okay. applicable. Am I like the first each time? Probably? Yeah, we'll do that first and we'll keep it easy. <laughs> um, well, I don't actually run any community, so you can skip to another person. Okay. All right. Jody, I, I know you've got something to say on this. <laughs> Thanks so much, Cody. Um, yes, well, I think I probably started one of the first childless communities called Gateway Women um, 11, 12 years ago now. And um, it was the world's first and only um, ID checked sort of uh, community for childless women. And the extraordinary thing is, is that the other person that you have on this panel next to me, Katie, is um, just over a year ago, Katie took over um, the sort of the stewarding and hosting of the Gateway Women Online community. Sort of, it's been like a kind of passing on of the torch to the next generation. And um, I guess, I'm, although I can speak to absolutely what comes up, I'd, I'd love to hand it to Katie because she's really she's really in the eye of the storm with it now. I've kind of, I've backed away from that space to focus on childless elderhood, but I know a lot about what it, you know, what it's like running a childless community. And so does Katie. Okay. Jody, nope, I was planning nope, on sure, saying, oh, you covered everything already, but um, I'll give it a go. So I think it's really varied. I think 
there's a lot around grief typically when people are first um, realizing that they're not going to be a parent and having to let go of that dream that they had. And so there's a lot of grief work. I think it also comes with some identity work because if you, you know, plan to be a parent for your whole life or for a while and you kind of held space for that um, in your future, I think it does take some kind of navigating, okay, well, what comes next? Who am I? How am I going to spend my time? Where am I going to find joy and love and meaning and all these things we all want in our life. And so, um, you know, I, th I think a lot of it too is about navigating society. So there's like the personal aspect of how does this impact me? What is this going to mean for me? But then there's this whole other layer and it's the one I didn't expect when I was going through this of how is society going to treat me? Where do I fit in with my family? How does this impact my relationship with my friends? So I'm sure I'm missing quite a few, but I would say a lot of the conversations we have revolve around kind of those things. Mm. And if I can jump back in there, probably yeah. one of the biggest things that often comes up and catches many of us by surprise is, um, and this is something where I think the child-free community is, is, is really more advanced in its thinking around this, is um, those kind of who's going to be there for me when I'm older. Um, and I know that, you know, that child-free people can have that really thrown at them as a kind of, you know, as what, as a bingo, which is not something that really happens to child-less people, but we do realize it ourselves. Usually the moment, kind of, the moment after we realize, okay, my journey to parenthood is 100% over, it's often almost within the same breath the thought will come up, well, well who's going to be there for me when I'm old? So I think another big topic around it is, thinking about aging without children and um, sort of I host those conversations uh, as the sort of one of the former founders of an organization called Aging Without Children in the UK because we do have to be quite proactive because as we get older um, as women without children we face a kind of unholy trinity of ageism, sexism and pronatalism so you know we have to uh, to, to Katie's point about sort of social social pieces, to be an older, to be aging without children, whether it's childless or child free, comes with particular set of social challenges and a lot of logistical and financial and emotional ones too. Um, and so that's a topic that that comes up a lot as well. And getting getting active around making those plans. That's a, a great point, Jody. Uh, it, it, for the childless community, it would be more of a, an internal dialogue, whereas for a child free, it's external. Like basically mm -hmm. people tell us that yeah. we better know what we want to do when we get older. Um, and I always say robots. So childless community, there's robots uh, hopefully coming mm -hmm. down the, the pipeline. We're not sure. Um, but um, So before we go to the next question, Holly, I did, I did want to give you a chance to talk about, sorry, we're just, uh, I'm going to adjust for feedback here. Um, I just want to give you a chance to talk about your film. I, I know you don't run a community, but it's relevant to, because the next question is about how people, uh, childless people's experiences flow as they navigate the, mm -hmm. the spectrum. And I do want to incorporate what you do into that, that question as well. And then we'll throw it to Lily. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is great having a live event. We just kind of got to go with what, what happens. So Holly, uh, take it away. And then I'll, I'll go to Lily. Absolutely. So my film is called But You'd Be a Great Mom. And if anybody has been in this community for very long, that is a phrase that you hear over and over again, but you'd be a great mom. And, um, and I took that as the title of my film, but it, because it kind of all encompasses kind of a female experience in the first place, because whether you're 
going to be a mother or not, like we are told from, you know, childhood to like have these nurturing um, personalities, you know, like just to, to do all these, these things that are all in order to make you a mom. And so that was a part of the default thought, even going into my twenties, you know, I, I did all the things, um, in my short film, I describe sort of, I, I did everything, you know, like I, I got married, I went to college. I, you know, it was the next thing we bought a house now babies. Like that was, that was the whole like line that's laid out in front of you. And when things don't start looking the way that you you saw yourself in the future and the identity like um, the other ladies were describing, then what's next? And so I thought it was really important to tell my story, to start getting it out there because I went through it very alone. I had nobody else really around me who had experienced infertility um, to the degree that I was. And um, the people who were, were really still very entrenched in going the adoption route or doing fostering. And it's so wonderful and it's great. And, and we actually, as part of the story in the film, uh, with a little bit of a spoiler, is that my husband and I almost became foster parents because we got kind of sucked into that, you know. So we were, we were I had tunnel vision about being a mom and about like all the things because all the pressure of society and, um, and, and started to, you know, just totally zone in on being a foster parent. So at one point we, yeah. So without going into too much of the film, we almost became foster parents. And then we realized what the heck are we doing? We are not these people. Oh my gosh. And we took a step back and we realized, ah, and then we found this childless community and, you know, and then was able to kind of celebrate what's right in our world and what is, what's, yeah, what's not missing. Like we are not missing out on anything. We just may have a different path. So. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. All right. We were, uh, we're going to go to Lily and let Lily introduce herself, please. Oh, you're muted. Just a second. We have to unmute you. I need a new MacBook here. So sorry okay. about that. We can hear you now, um, go ahead. So I'm Liliana, I'm 51 years old. I'm from Italy. I'm the founder of Redefine Yourself, uh, Celebrate You. It's an online community for both child-free women and child-less women or child-free by circumstances. And we talk about uh, confidence, uh, hope, uh, and uh, building a life that uh, redefines your course uh, and your journey. So that's about it. Excellent. Thank you, Lily. So I'm going to go back to Lily real quick while we have her with uh, the first question we had. So since you do run a community, can you tell us a little bit about the, the topics that you talk about or are interested in? Yeah. So we talk about confidence, gratitude for life and building joy. Uh, I started the community two years ago in 2021. So right during the pandemic, because I wanted to find other women that were childless. I call myself child-free by circumstance because I don't feel childless anymore. And I can talk about that later. And both the child-free women and the childless women are in the group because we. what I want to convey with the group is to be able to build more confidence in our lives because our life doesn't always go as we plan, but we can create a different plan. And that's the name, redefine you. All right. Thank you for sharing. 
Okay, so moving on to our next question. Oh, Lily, I'll have to get a mute you uh, just for feedback here. Just a second here. Thanks. All right. So our next question is, how might a person's experience flow as they engage with your community or your film, Holly? <laughs> to single that out. Uh, over a number of years, is there a kind of progression through it? Um, Holly, I'll, I'll because yeah. you're, you're up yeah. first. Is there <laughs> something you want to add to that? Well, when it comes to, so this question is, um, is about other people, right? Like uh, other people who are not the childless person, but their experience of watching my journey. Is that kind of, I wanted to clarify. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to clarify your, um, that the question is asking about um, someone who's not child free and their perception of someone who is right. Childless. It, uh, yeah. For the community specifically, if you've been interacting with someone for a while and they're starting out in the child free by circumstance, but over time, like your own progression. Okay, so realizes, my own progression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it was really lonely at first. And when I was able to find community and start to realize like things were starting to click. I found the the Not Mom website actually by Karen Malone. Um, that was kind of one of the first things I was doing Google searches because when I was in the thick of infertility and the adoption sort of mentality, I wasn't I wasn't searching for childless other childless people because I was still of the of the mindset that there's going to be a baby or a child at the end of this tunnel. So I I hadn't even really seeked out a, a community at first. And then um, once I started to see that, you know, not mom by circumstance or by choice and realizing that that was actually a literal choice that I could kind of step back and, and be like, oh, you know, if it doesn't happen, I can have ambivalence. I, there is like an in, in between for a little bit, like, okay, let's just, let's just see what happens. And then as I started to hear more people's story, excuse me, stories and um, just seeing that there is a community and, you know, joining some Facebook groups and having some chats and hearing other people saying, oh my God, I, you know, I had to run to the bathroom and cry because someone didn't even realize that something they said was, you know, going to set me off. And here I go again. And, you know, and like that kind of experience was like, oh my God, I've been crying in the bathroom for like weeks. Like that's so, like, it was such a relief to like find other people who were experiencing something that uh, was so lonely for me because uh, especially friends and family, they all mean well, and they really do have the best intentions, but they don't realize that them coming to you with advice on your sex life or, um, or things, uh, or making comments that they feel are like, oh, it'll happen sometime. You know, th we've all heard like some of the, the main things that people say, but um, it, it was definitely great to find that community, hear other people's stories and be able to like make friends with other people who are also like, not celebrating Mother's Day, you know, we're all avoiding it. And we have our, we, we are starting our own little traditions around those. And that's why it's been so great to like, see this community thrive and, and grow. So thank you. 
Thanks. Thank you, Holly. Before we go to Lily, I just want to address a, a comment I see in the audience. Um, they're asking about what if you were child-free by choice. So I just want, in, in case someone's joining late, this is the Childless and Child-Free Alliance panel. So we are discussing uh, the childless perspective for this particular panel. So that question will be answered throughout the remainder of the convention. And this is just our first hour of a 10 hour event. So bear with us, we will get to it. But I, I, I didn't want to ignore it, but it's not something I can really bring up here. So with that, we will go to Lily. So again, the question is, how might a person's experience flow as they're engaging with your community over a number of years? Uh, I know you have a newer community, but have you seen any progress within yours? So go ahead. And we have to unmute you, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, and that's why I kept the community, because when I started the community, I started it for myself, kind of like similar uh, to Ali. I wanted to find like-minded women, because most of my friends, they had kids, and I love them, and they love me, but I was at a point in my life where I was approaching 50. I knew, I kind of made peace with the fact that I didn't have kids, but I wanted to find more friends that didn't have kids. And so I created the community and I wanted to create a conversation between those that chose not to have kids because I had a friend that didn't have kids and it was sort of a relief to talk to her and those that didn't have kids and that they struggle. And first of all, there's so many realities. But what I've seen in my group, I've seen my co-admin um, that she went from feeling bad about herself and feeling like focusing on the, on the trauma, on the lack, to, okay, this didn't happen. It's a situation in my life. As hard as it is, what can I do to enjoy life every day? And so there's been a shift in her mindset. There's been a shift that I've seen in the group. She's been supporting me as a co-administrator. Uh, I've seen a shift in another woman, that, another girl that I work with in a different way than, than my co-admin because they have different personalities because they have, they had experienced the being without children in different ways. So I can compare them just like I cannot compare myself to them because every reality is different. But what I love is to see that the group can generate hope, can normalize. And what I really want to do is to normalize. Like we're normal people. We're not different than the parents. We just choose or we could then create a child. Thank you, Lily. All right, and we'll go to Jody next, please. Do you want to continue with the idea of the, the flow over time? Yes, please. Yeah, um, I, I suppose because I sort of started in the childless world, I mean, 12 years ago now and a community 11 years ago, I've been on a big journey with that, but also I've, I've accompanied many, many thousands of women, you know, through the online communities, but also through my book and, and through other aspects of my work. And I think something that can be quite different to the childless, not by choice experience is that often it also involves um, a grief component. And that can be quite different internally. I mean, some child-free people also go through a grief component. I mean, our journeys are complex. They're not binary. But it is it is something that is um, nearly always involved if you wanted to be a parent and it didn't work out for you. And that the grief journey has its own internal rhythm. And that is often part of the journey over a number of years. So you might, you know, you might st start out, you know, if you think of it, the, the, 
the Kubler-Ross model, you start out in denial. Um, you won't be in the community at that point. Um, and then you might be really angry. Um, so, a, And a, a childless community can be a really safe place to express your anger around your childlessness and also around how people are treating you, talking about you, talking to you. Um, without people shutting you down with bingos like, oh gosh, you sound a bit bitter, or children are all they're cracked up to be, all you really need is just somewhere where you can actually share your experience without someone judging you for it. Um, and as you move through that, there are many different stages. But I think, in a way, when we get to a place of acceptance about our, our childlessness, and it's not necessarily I'm childless and that's great. It's just that I'm childless. There is not, there is not going to be another life for me in terms of it. I'm always going to be childless. It starts to become your lived reality rather than something that's happened to you. At that point, there is the possibility to transition into more of what in some of the literature is called an adapted child-free identity. That's very much where I am in that I think I feel as at peace with my non-parenthood as if I had chosen it. But the journey to get to that was complex, multi-layered, sometimes quite traumatic and involved a grieving process and has transformed me. And I, I still call myself childless rather than child-free by circumstance or something out of respect both for the child-free journey, which I, I recognize internally is quite different, but also out of respect for the journey that I've been on to get to this really great place. And that's quite often a journey for a lot of members in a childless community is to arrive at a place of peace with a new identity. Thank you for that, Jody. And Katie, go ahead, same question. Yeah, I think in addition to what Jody said, I'll give a little bit different perspective, which is I came in to the community more on Instagram is where I was really engaging with people and having these conversations in the beginning. And uh, so for the last five years, I think what I've seen there is um, similar to what Jody said, I think there's this, um, you know, kind of grief period where you're trying to work through a lot of these like really difficult emotions around giving up this dream that you had and what that means for your life. And there's also this, uh, I mean, at least for the people who are engaging, there's this um, really a strong need to connect with community and to have these conversations with other people who understand and can help you um, kind of process that experience. And I know, you know, I credit people like Jody for almost creating language for us over the last decade of how we talk about it and what are some of the same things that come up. And so I see a lot of those conversations happening. And I think what surprised me was I noticed that years after being on Instagram where a lot of the people that I was engaging with in the childless community, um, they changed their handles and they would not be engaging as much. And I think there was this process of, as they got through the worst of their grief and kind of um, integrated this part of themselves into who they are and started to see a different path forward for themselves that maybe the community aspect or like the, the strong identification with being childless and needing that connection, uh, maybe didn't feel quite as important as they started to build other aspects of their lives out and, and kind of make peace with their situation. And so um, I have kind of seen this uh, for, for a lot of people, I think, you know, having their, their time period where they're really deep in grief, do some identity work and really then start to incorporate other things into their life and get like this new vision for what their future will be. And um, so I'd say, yeah, I, I see that quite a bit. Hmm. All right. Thank you everyone for your thoughts on that. Um, when do people realize that a childless support network may be beneficial to them in working through their personal journey? 
Um, Holly, we'll start with you. <laughs> um, for me, it was, like I said, I kind of alluded to the fact that like I was lonely and I didn't have really a circle of friends really that were child free. Um, I had a couple of friends that, that also were not parents or they were single and just really not on that, that track in life yet. So I did start sort of, you know, we, when we started noticing that we weren't invited to, to birthday parties and family gatherings as much or, or things were starting to get awkward around uh, social gatherings because, you know, making small talk and hearing that over and over again of, you know, oh, but you'd be a great mom or, oh, why aren't you parents? You'd be wonderful parents, blah, 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 blah. You know, we, we started to, to, to seek out new friends and seek out new social environments. And my husband and I both were, were trying to sort of filter through the, the community of people that we knew in real life to kind of find our little, you know, like beacons of hope oh, around yeah. us. Yeah. And we find that online. Um, and then we were able to, you know, and now I, I have, you know, a nice, great, solid group of friends that whether, and I do have some friends who are moms as well, who are, are very supportive of my journey now um, through seeing, you know, the things that, that I've kind of been through. And for me expressing, my feelings getting to the point where I can talk about it like 10 years ago, I couldn't talk about it without running to the bathroom, right? Like to go cry or like, to, you know, um, but now that I can talk about it and I can be, you know, when somebody says something, it's not, I, I can stand up for myself and change people's minds and educate them. And because of the communities like the gateway women and the not mom and the places that I found online, I've been able to find words around my experience from other people's experience so that I am able to express myself knowing that, that I'm not, it's not all in my head or that I'm not crazy for having these feelings that I want to express to other people, but that other people have had a lot of the same experiences and things said to them um, in order for me to also feel strong enough and, and gain, you know, a little bit of, of pride in my child free by circumstance life. Yeah. Just finding that vocabulary is, is super important. And, and that's definitely something that the child free community um, shares in that type of experience as well. Yeah. Um, Lily, we'll go to you next. Once you're unmuted, hold on a second. Okay, there we go. Okay, thank you. Um, so the question is about the childless and child-free term, or uh, it, um, it's about um, when do people realize that uh, a support network is beneficial to them through their journey through through childlessness? I will speak first for my experience. And I would say for me, it was the right time uh, because I think age plays a factor. Like when I was in my 30s, I was going through the childlessness. I was going through feeling less and that perception was strong in me. So other people could perceive that. Uh, 10 years after, 15 years after, now I'm 51, I kind of reclaimed who I am. And I think it's a process because I have women in my group that come in and they are child-free, but they might not be confident child-free. Uh, there are women in the group that want to normalize their status. So they want to talk about the choices they made in their life and how being child-free allows them 
to serve in the community, to focus mm. on other aspects of life that are enriching, that are nurturing. And it's another way to express love. Uh, love is not just expressed by bearing a child. And as far as the child-less or child-free by circumstances, and I consider myself child-free by circumstances now, not 10 years ago, there is always, and I see this in the women in the group, they want, there is an intention to say, okay, now I want to be happy. Now I want to not just focus on what I don't have. And they all come in different ways. There's some that have been through miscarriages, IVF, and I have not been through that. So I cannot counsel them on that. I'm not a counselor, but mm-hmm. as a community leader, as a person that has been through my own grief process, I support them in being there and with their intention to find the material that they can. We share talks, TED Talks, we share articles, we share different experiences of how we can do life past something that it's not you, but it's a situation that you went through. And so for me, there is a progression in myself and I see the progression in them. I don't know if I answered the question. No, I, I think you did. I think you did. Yeah. Jody, mm-hmm. how about you? Um, thank you. Yeah, I find that, first of all, it actually takes a lot of courage to join a childless community um, because many of us um, will have internalized the the kind of the pronatalist judgments about women without children. I do remember giving uh, giving a public talk over a decade ago and this woman in the audience kind of came up to me afterwards and said, I nearly didn't come because I thought everyone here would be a weeping weirdo. You know, and so this was, you know, this was this the internalized idea of what women without, particularly childless women without children, you know, are like. The internalized judgment of child-free women is that they're kind of they're they're all selfish. You know, they're not re- they're not sort of like normal women. So it's like either they're kind of not quite normal or they're deviant and weeping. But either way, I'm not sure I really want to be in this gang. You know, especially when I wanted to be in the motherhood gang. So it usually I've noticed over the years that it's often a moment of crisis that will bring um, a new childless um, woman into the childless community online. Um, It might be around Christmas or New Year or Mother's Day or or a significant grief anniversary. And, you know, I often used to say that our new members are usually, it's wherever they are, it's kind of 3 a.m. They're on their second Chardonnay. They're in their pajamas and they're crying. You know, it's like, it's, it's often a moment of a sort of deep, personal difficulty when they realize actually I, I I don't want to do this on my own there must be somewhere where I can talk about this where people aren't going to give me bingo advice they're not going to tell me are you still struggling with that why aren't you over this yet have you thought of adoption why don't you get a dog or whatever the latest unhelpful advice is to someone who's struggling but once women join a childless community what they discover is it's full of perfectly normal people <laughs> who <laughs> are each struggling and coming through the experience and the social judgment of being a non-mother in our pronatalist culture. But it, it takes a lot of nerve to take that first step. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. that, that perfect sense. Yeah. Katie, how about you? Yeah, I would say that you know, we have talked about infertility as a way to, uh, it's like that's kind of how you came to be childless, but there's actually a lot of reasons that someone may be childless. So I think 
um, no matter the way that we get here, there does seem to be a point of acceptance first. And until you realize, oh, I'm out of options or I'm out of options that I'm that I'm willing or interested in pursuing, you've got to hit that point first, I think, because until then, the term childless can mean very different things, which I know is, is another question. But um, I think once you hit that point of acceptance of realizing uh, this is a permanent state for me, I'm really not going to have kids. Uh, for a lot of people, like Jody said, it does kind of trigger the um, it triggers the grief, it triggers the, oh my gosh, what does this mean for me in my life? And I think one of the most common things I hear from people uh, that find either um, community through social media or uh, find, you know, one of the online communities is they'll say, I had that I didn't know that there were other people going through this. I didn't know I could connect with others who are going through this. And I know for me, that was definitely my experience was, you know, I was in the infertility community. I, it was very easy to find support and make connections there. And then once I realized that I was not going to be a parent, I had no idea where to go. It just felt like the most lonely experience. And I, I couldn't, it was really hard to find resources to find others who would understand. And so I think like Jody said, I think it's that kind of crisis point of, this is really hard to do alone and I, I need some I need some connection with others who understand it and can talk with me about it and not come back with uh, bingos or you know advice to just keep going or to adopt or all these different things that we hear but someone who really understands can kind of talk with us about it and share that journey with us. So if there's any takeaway from today, it's that we all hate bingos like that. That's pretty much I, across the board. <laughs> and, and I want to clarify because a lot of us uh, assume that everybody knows what a bingo means. That's true. So, I'm, I, so I had to do this yesterday and I'll do this again. And then we have a question from the audience. Um, so a bingo is a, a common a phrase said to anyone that says, I don't want to have children or I don't have children or along that line. And so it's something like, oh, you'll regret it. Who's going to take care of you get, when you get old? Or in the context of this conversation, well, you can always adopt. Things like that. It's, it's common responses. And, and if you think of a bingo card, B-I-N-G-O, with all the possibilities of numbers, it's all the possibilities of phrases. And many uh, yesterday, someone in the audience was like, I've had this card filled up so many times over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us can attest to. So when we when you hear bingo, and I might have to repeat this several times throughout, throughout the convention, that's what we're referring to. It's just a common response to when any of us say we don't have children or along that line. Um, so our incoming question, we'll get that pulled up here. How can an open how can an openly child-free person help a friend going through infertility if slash when they choose to be open about their journey? Great question. Good question. Um, anyone who wants to answer this, please feel free. Just raise your hand. <laughs> or just start talking. Oh, but if okay. it's Lily, you have to raise your hand so we can unmute you. Katie, go ahead. Katie, go ahead. Well, I think it's actually important to remember in the context of this conversation because, you know, we're talking about getting to a state of of being permanently childless, but actually most people who go through infertility do end up having a child one way or another. And so um, we're actually kind of a minority. So I'd say to keep that in mind is if you have a friend who is in the middle of infertility, that, um, you know, keeping that in the back of your mind, that there's a good possibility that whatever path they go down, they may end up having a child. And so um, holding that space for them, but also I think 
you know, recognizing the complexity of what they're going through and, and recognizing the grief and the fact that they're having to straddle this um, line of like having hope, but also being realistic and trying to figure out what to do next. And so um, I think with a lot of things that, you know, a lot of challenges that we see people going through who we love, it's really just about listening and being able to not jump in with the advice or not jump in with, um, I think, especially I would say from the child-free community, like um, maybe trying to give your perspective on why it's great not to have kids. Um, I have gotten to a point where I love hearing from child-free people about that. And um, I'm not saying don't talk about it at all, but like in terms of advice, um, I would say leaving that space for them, realizing that they may have kids and that they may need different things as they go along. You know, if they get to a place where they're permanently childless, they may need a, may need a different kind of support than when they're still in the middle of infertility and trying. Thank you. And also, can I just say that um, it's really, really natural. I mean, I'm a, I'm a therapist. It's really, really natural to want to fix someone who's in pain. The difference is that hopefully therapists, what we, we, we hear the thought come up and we go, no, we're not going there <laughs> we don't, and we don't do it. But it is when someone is going through an infertility journey, they are also experiencing grief over and over again. And we are empathic creatures, human beings. We do feel each other's feelings. And when we feel that grief, it can make trigger our own griefs and our own discomfort, which is often what leads us to either give advice or to say, actually, I don't have kids and it's been really marvelous. And, and what we're trying to do is basically to kind of deal with that uncomfortable moment in ourselves. I would say the biggest gift you can offer someone else in pain is when you feel that pain in you, when you're feeling their pain, is just to take a breath. Whatever the first thought is that comes up, whatever piece of advice or comment that comes up very, very first, don't say that one. Just take a breath and really, in a way, hold your friend's pain in your body. Kind of give them that gift of the empathy of holding that space. They will be getting so little of that in the world. And really just allow that space for them to open up and talk if they want to or not talk if they don't want to but for them to feel your acceptance your love and your support will never be forgotten and to be honest that goes for any of us who have chosen to not have children and and are going through you know the struggle of of getting acceptance within our own social circles and and family networks and stuff and again this is a child free and childless alliance panel so you know, Cody and I have both chosen to not have children. And, you know, it's just a, a lot of this is is still is, is quite relevant in as far as like, we're we're all battling that acceptance, you know, and, and that support. And I love what you said, taking a breath, you know, because <laughs> even even reacting to a bingo or even reacting to criticism and rejection, we have to take a breath first before saying this and, and not saying the first thing that comes to mind. Otherwise, we create conventions. Anyway, well, that's not a bad thing. But <laughs> uh, Lily, did you want to answer that question? OK. Um, we'll get Lily unmuted, please. I was saying I, I would like to answer from a personal perspective because yeah. the first time I, I was coming from a very family-oriented community a few years ago and that community was identifying being married and having kids as very important and I felt that was threatening my well-being because I knew that my value was more than just, I mean, I wanted to have kids, but my value as a person 
in my soul, it was more than, oh, are you married? Do you have kids? And when I met this child-free uh, friend, it was a very fluid conversation. She was, by life circumstances, child-free, meaning life went by, she did other things, and she didn't really want to have kids. And she told me very briefly her story. And maybe she went through some grief process, I don't know. But it was so soothing to hear that narrative compared to the narrative that I hear from my other community, which I respect, but I had to distance myself because it was threatening my, my core, you know, my self-esteem. Was, was, uh, and so it, it kind of opened up a beginning of hope and say, okay, there are people that don't have children and they're not weird and they're loving and kind and empathetic and smart and and then from that point on it just it was a ripple effect because i think also what we think we create and and that goes back to the mindset work that i've done for myself and i continue to do because uh, 10 years ago 15 years ago it was hurtful to see maybe a child in a stroller or a baby and now it's not i'm not saying it's never impossible to feel pain. Like a few, uh, a month, no, what was it? Last year I had a friend that she's 46 or 47 and she had a baby. It was, I, I was happy for her, but it did hurt a little bit. So there's always, a, in my opinion, there's a fluidity, but we can help each other as child-free and child-less to create respect in the community and outside the community to normalize who we are, like Jody said. And I think it's beautiful in the process. And it really helped me a lot. And I hope I can help in the process. Thank you, Lily. Um, anyone else want to? Well, I guess that's we got, we got everybody on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so next question. How are we doing for time? Um, We're good. Okay, we're good. All right. So there is an identity crisis. So sorry, that's I'm I'm reading the wrong way. No, is there? Yeah. No, yeah. I had. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's seven forty-two in the morning here in Alberta, Canada. All right, I've been awake for two hours. Is there an identity and identity crisis within the childless community around the definition of what childless is? For example someone who is 24 and doesn't have children and hasn't even thought about it could be identified as childless. That's somehow, sometimes how we see that from a child-free perspective. They are, they, they may want kids in the future and then childless as in they are trying to have a child or they have realized that they cannot have a child. So, so that's something that we're actually curious about from a child-free perspective because we usually refer to childless as someone who doesn't have children and then realizing there's a whole gamut of stories behind that. So Holly, answer? Um, well, in general, my experience is that I think someone who is, you know, basically just a young adult is considered a young adult um, until you're actively, for me at least personally, until you're actively trying to have a child or trying to have a baby or going through infertility, I I have just always had that sort of mindset. Um, but as things have changed over the last few years, there is definitely a growing sort of conversation around this. So I'm, I'm just open to learning, honestly, a little bit more about how we can be inclusive, but also still be true to people's journey and be, um, be kind about it. And sometimes that's, 
sort of missing when there's when there's a lot of back and forth um, in chats and and comments where you know people are kind of pointing out and picking out um, even the whole the the idea of a stepmom as well is sort of um, in there as like well she is childless but she married someone who does have kids and that's that's a whole different bucket as well um, but yeah I I personally just think a a childless person who hasn't really tried. I know I, I don't someone else can answer it I don't I haven't really put too much in you know behind it's, it. it's a hard, it, it is a challenge because even with the step parent I mean we you know the in from the child-free perspective you know yeah. we, like there, that's there a, are no, people you're... who are yeah they're they're biologically have no interest in having children but they are with someone who has children and so that automatic label of step parent whether they want it or not is just yeah and then there, you know, even in online groups, it's like, well, no, you're not child free because you have it's a such kid a can living. Of it is. So, okay, well, we, we don't have to solve everything. In this don't worry. <laughs> I'm still open to learning about it. But in my journey, I was like kind yeah. of a young adult until I identified as child. Right. And, and I mean, that I think it's good to highlight that. And that's the point. Of, of having these conversations is because a lot of us don't realize how nuanced this is. It's like, oh my goodness, here's my experience. But wow, there's like a thousand other ways to tackle this. All right, Lily, do you have the, the definitive answer that solves all of this? No, I, I don't, but I have another personal experience. Uh, I got married last year at 50 years old and I had women in my group that were probably shocked because they only perceived the Cinderella story. And my husband has two teenager kids I don't consider myself a stepmom. I mean, we, we still have to build a relationship because uh, it's all new to, to all of us. But I think it's important to ask questions. Like as a coach, I learned this in my training. As ask questions, ask questions to yourself, ask questions to those around, involved, and whether you're 25 or 35 or 50 or 60, just ask questions because there's a, one thing that hurts me so much is when I see assumption, and maybe I'm the one making assumption too, but as human, we, you know, we want to make sense of, of reality and we have our own perception. But, you know, I don't have a definite answer except for see how you feel and ask other, other people how they feel, what they perceive. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, there's so many misunderstandings. Yeah, that's all. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lily. Okay, Jody, go ahead. Hi, I think the, the word childless and the childless identity is such a stigmatized one that actually people are, 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 are women particularly, are pretty slow to kind of label themselves in that way. Uh, certainly, you know, when I was um, when I was younger and I was going through, you know, I was trying to be a, become a mother and it wasn't working out for me. It, it wasn't a word that was even in my awareness. You know, that didn't start to develop until I knew I was definitely not going to be a parent, which wasn't until my kind of early 40s. And that's when I, I, I mean, I, it was like the word childless that only came into my consciousness then. And I think the, in terms of it being a, a sort of an identity struggle, I think sometimes, um, you know, we hear parents sometimes say, I'm childless for the weekend and things like that. And you think, no, you're not. Um, and, um, or there can be perhaps 
there's there's a period like when someone has been hoping to be a parent and they may not have been on an actively trying to conceive journey because an awful lot of women um, and men too are childless by circumstance in that they one of the main circumstances is that they don't have a willing or suitable partner during their potentially fertile years there are an awful lot of people out there who've been hoping to meet someone to, to kind of be a parent with, and that hasn't happened. And so, you know, they are childless. They, they could potentially still be fertile. They don't know. So, but I think as we start to move into that, it, for women, that age where we're getting closer to perimenopause and things like that, and the chances that our potential fertility is winding down, we, we may go through a period where we're sort of not definitively childless yet, we're kind of, there's a still a tiny little smidgen of hope that is often persecuting us. And until that hope is completely gone, like Katie said, we can't really fully move into that childless identity and shape it to fit us. So I think of those women who sometimes who are still hopeful in that still hopeful stage of childlessness. It can be a really frustrating, nebulous time for them because there isn't quite the right word. They're not yet completely childless. They don't feel that themselves. They perhaps wouldn't describe themselves in that way. But they're also not on a trying to conceive journey. So, I, I mean, I, I even think, you know, childless and child-free as binary definitions is problematic. I think it's much more of a spectrum. And I think for all of us non-parents, we actually move around on that spectrum at different times in our life. Um, and as I was saying earlier, if I was to pick a term for myself now at, at just about 60, it would be child-free, but that doesn't represent my whole journey across the spectrum in my adult life. Yeah, that's the challenge. All right, Cody, we have to tackle what's terms that, that, that explain like the exact, <laughs> exact I mean, that, of everything. I mean, well, I mean, going into last year's convention, like definitions, like no one wants to be labeled, but we do need some level of definition for understanding. So if mm -hmm. I meet someone that says that they are childless, like I have an understanding of maybe what they're going through and I know maybe mm -hmm. how to approach that versus someone that says, hey, I'm child free, yeah. I would feel a little bit differently about that. And that's why it's so important for um, anyone that is doing research on writing a story about child free or childless. Mm -hmm. Please use the correct terms. Yes. Don't put in the heading childless couples need to consider uh, what will happen when they get older. I mean, clearly you're using, you mean child free, but you're saying childless and vice versa. It happens all the time. Yeah. I, think my, my, I think my pet peeve is when someone gets hold of the statistics and then they'll write a headline saying one in five people don't want kids. It's like, yeah. no, or yeah. one in five people can't have kids. It's like, no, it's like, do your research, people. Yeah, or, or totally. just the, the, the fear-mongering of, of lumping it all together to sound like yeah. the birth rate is so low, like whatever. These are made-up numbers in my head, somebody can fact-check it. But like 40% of the 18 to 55-year-olds don't have kids. Well, that includes child-free and childless. Like maybe they're just delaying or they're, mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. We'll, that, we'll let so Katie not. answer the question and then we'll try and figure that part out. <laughs> all right, Katie, go ahead. Well, I would just say like we don't have enough terminology around this because yeah. we we do have a few labels that are widely recognized societally and maybe like you're saying, you know, people haven't really caught up to even just the child free childless conversation and definitions. But I think we need more words because if you say you're childless, if I'm I haven't looked up the dictionary definition, but I would say that 
the definition probably does include people who are younger and don't have kids yet. It probably does include, you know, people who may still hope for kids or who are in the middle of infertility. And so the word childless, just by definition, I think is pretty, pretty wide. And we don't really have a lot of other terminology for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the things that I, again, I'm going to bring it back to Instagram because I do a lot of um, kind of community building there is that if you look up who's using the hashtag, like hashtag childless, you are going to see a whole range of people who are using that. So like Jody said, you may have a parent who is just away for the weekend and saying like childless date night or something and, and using that hashtag childless. You could have people who are going through infertility who use it, but they're still actively trying to become a parent. Um, you even see a lot of for I don't know what reason, pregnancy announcements, um, sonogram pictures. For some reason, people who have been through infertility will still use that uh, childless hashtag. Uh, And then, of course, all of the fertility clinics and everyone Mm -hmm. else who is trying to um, target you uh, for their products or services. So um, I know with, with the online community, we specifically ask as one of the questions in the application, are you still hoping to become a parent? Are you still pursuing parenthood? And to me, that kind of puts you in a different place of permanently childless, which is very different from these other ways that we may use the term that probably by definition are correct, but also we're talking about different things, but we don't yet have the language to really classify like all these different experiences we have. So, so if anything, parents, please don't use hashtag childless or hashtag child free. The post will not age well over time. Uh, <laughs> so just leave those to us. Um, so just real quick, we're getting close to wrapping up, but I think this is a good question to maybe finish on. How can we build a unified front when it comes to how society addresses and interacts with our communities respectively? Uh, the media tends to show pity to the childless community and anger towards the child free community. If we could just go through this one uh, and get your thoughts, Holly, go ahead. Um, well, that was a big part of sort of me coming to terms with, you know, kind of in in my film, I'm I'm coming out child free. Like it it was it was that turning point because of the media's perception and society in general of the you know sad childless woman, um, and we have. So so much, um, you know, respect and, and hopefulness for like, you know, Jennifer Aniston versus, you know, the, the child, Jennifer Aniston coming out with her infertility journey and being like, oh, she never had a baby all this time. And at versus someone who's just very vocal about it with Chelsea Handler and, and other um, people in the media who are just, you know, out loud and proud kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in order to try to take that not to take that language away from other movements, but this is the words that I could use at the moment. Um, But being able to find that way to express yourself and, and kind of own it was a, was a big thing for me. And I, I think you, it is a bravery, like, um, like Jody alluded to in the, in the beginning, um, even coming to t- call yourself childless in mm-hmm. the first place is is the bravery, but then mm-hmm. but then realizing as a minority even more to go into this you know vilified sort of label that 
child-free people are put in just because, you know, we're seen as selfish or seen as, you know, uh, how can you like not be wanting to take care of the children of the world? Well, how do you know that I'm not a teacher or, a, or, mm -hmm. or doing all kinds of things that are contributing to, to children's well-being in a nurturing way? How do you know that I don't have 10 nieces and nephews, which I do, by the way, and I'm the best <laughs> auntie. I am the best auntie. They all love me. <laughs> and I know all their secrets. Anyways, but I won't share any. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, but but it has it you know that journey and and the media um, you know sort of idea around that is you know I'm sorry did I answer the question? You, you, <laughs> you kind you, of got in there. I so. mean it, it's it, it's it's a it's a big it's a heavy question, but we're we're just touching the yeah. the, the, the edge of it here. So uh, Lily, go with you next. less movement to the suffragette movement or the women's movement. You know, if you think of a hundred or two hundred years ago, women couldn't vote, they couldn't own property. And in some parts of the world, even nowadays, the status of women, it's still sort of not equal in terms of what they can do and what they can choose in society. I see the path of child-free by choice women, and I consider myself a child-free by circumstance because and I made a video on this, and with all respect for the childless, personally, I perceive myself going from childless because I felt less to a child-free by circumstances because I feel equal to the rest of society. Um, but back to the, the, the future, I feel like we have the opportunity and we already see the changes to mm -hmm. normalize our reality, whether we're child-free by choice, childless, or child-free by circumstances, or any other term that any woman identify yourself that has no kids and to come to the point in the workforce and in society where people will understand and accept. And I think with the women's movement, we are not completely equal everywhere. And we can talk about that forever, but there's been a huge improvement since a hundred years ago. So I see that for our community to be able to create and normalize our status, not just in North America or Europe, but the rest of the world within some time in the future. It's yeah. a bold statement, but yeah. Yeah. Jody, what are your thoughts? Um, thank you. I think we're probably going to see a big shift over the next few years. I think as the impact of um, sort of a, a population shift to a smaller population in many westernized countries starts to kind of really have socioeconomic impact because of the generations following us being smaller. I, I think that, and we're seeing it with some of the comments already from academics, and I don't know what to describe Elon Musk as, but let's just say the voice, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as um, who are really against women without children. And I think in a way, the language childless and child-free is, is very clever and very and can be used very divisively against us to set us against each other within our community. And that's a really good trick of pronatalism. I think if we can, we may need to start coming together politically because I believe there could be an attack um, on our on our uh, on our rights as adult individuals in the future. Um, you know, Elon Musk was saying perhaps people without children shouldn't have the vote. In the UK, there was a very, very respected academic in a very respected British newspaper saying that people without children should be taxed higher. Um, and these kind of very pronatalist attitudes, I think that potentially over the next 10 to 15 years are gonna really harden. And 
actually, I think that may actually serve to bring us together to recognize that we are fully realized adults who already contribute in many ways to civic society. We are not sort of freeloaders in this world just because we don't have children and we haven't produced future taxpayers to burn the world up even more. Um, so I think, I think we will probably, in a way, get more radicalized and get noisier. And I think that's when we're gonna come together in really powerful ways. I'll be interested to see how um... He walks that back in the future. If he does, he may not walk it back. But uh, if I were selling products to the general population, I wouldn't want to uh, stigmatize and uh, exclude a large portion of your customer base. But that's just a thought. And by the way, this this convention is streaming on Twitter or X or whatever it's being called today. (laughs) Just just a heads up. So Elon, if you're out there. Yeah. (laughs) Please feel free to put your comments in chat. We'll pull them up. <laughs> yeah, we'll pull them up. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Katie, round us out. Yeah, I would just say that these cross conversations that we're having are such a good place to start because, uh, like Jody said, we are being put into a binary of your experience is so different than our experience. And while it's true that there are um, differences in our experiences, there are also similarities in terms of how we get treated and the experience that we have. Um, navigating society. And so I think the fact that you have created this panel, I know you had me on for another conversation. Um, Having these conversations as a community, I think is a great place to start because we don't have a lot of spaces for it right now. Mm -hmm. And there aren't that many people who are very vocal about being childless and child-free and kind of having these conversations, having these gathering spaces. And so I think coming together and, and talking about it and Um, getting some consensus on, or not even consensus, but just additional language or um, thoughts around what this experience is and how we're the same and how we're different. Um, I think that that can really help us build some commonality and understanding between our communities that then we can be a more united front when it comes to facing people outside of the childless and child-free communities where um, you know maybe we can work together to try to expand uh, the understanding of people in the media of the definitions of childless and child-free and, and both be pushing on them to use the correct terms or um, you know standing up for each other when we see negative comments or things happening um, to each other, mm-hmm. um, just kind of having each other's back, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Great points, everybody. Thank you for joining us. In closing remarks, please take this opportunity to let us know what you're working on, any projects, how people can reach you after the convention for follow-up questions or to just chat in general. Holly, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, great. Um, I think I have given you guys a, uh, okay. Yeah. She's posted the link to, um, to see the trailer for my film. It is in the film film festival circuit right now. So um, unfortunately the the film itself is not available, but you can follow our Facebook page and uh, keep up to date on when it will be um, available online. There will be a couple of online festivals. So we'll be promoting those there. Um, You can also um, find me on Instagram at Hollywood 801 and thank you so much for this conversation. Can you just say the name of your film? Because this also goes up into podcast form, so we won't oh. have visuals. So anyway, okay, just, just my film ahead. is called But You'd Be a Great Mom. You can look for it on Vimeo. You can search But You'd Be a Great Mom. Or if you just Google it, it should populate um, and find it on Facebook. Perfect. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Lily, let's get you unmuted. And... Oh, we'll have to get her to start again. Hold on, Lily. Just a sec. 
there there's a lag on our end it's it's fine it's fine it takes a minute for our our end to get here unmuted info at lilibi global my website um, lilibiglobal.com uh, where i talk about uh, my coaching for the child free and childless women i also talk about relocation and my journeys my travels um, also, they can find the group, the women's group on uh, Facebook at uh, Redefine Yourself, Celebrate You. And I'm not super active on social media right now because we're traveling, but I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Liliana Vercello. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Lilili Global as well. And all my links are on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lily. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Jody, let them know. Thank you. Here we are. Here's a copy of my book I just happen to have near me, Living the Life Unexpected, How to Find Hope, Meaning, and a Fulfilling Future Without Children. You can download um, the introduction and the first chapter free on my website, gateway-women.com. You can find me on Instagram at gatewaywomen or at Apprentice Crone, which is where I'm sort of developing my ideas around the next project I'm involved in, which is Gateway Elder Women. I just want to say a big thank you um, for bringing us together today. These are really, really important conversations. I really appreciate you doing this for us. Thank you for joining us. And Katie. Yeah, so um, as Jody mentioned earlier, I do now host her community, which was um, Gateway Women's Online Community. It's now called um, Lighthouse Women, but um, you can go to my website to learn more about it. It's childlesscollective.com, and it is specifically for those who are childless, not by choice, um, who are women or non-binary. And um, then I also host my own summit, which will be taking place later this fall for um, people who are jobless. Well, thank you, everyone. The conversation doesn't end here. It's going to continue, and we hope to, to keep building this bridge into the future. So thank you, everyone, for your time. Audience, thanks for the questions thank and the you. comments. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank and let's you. get that next panel ready. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.